So when you say corporates, uh, when you're working in a corporate setting, that's your social well-being. Your colleagues, your peers, that's your social well-being. So therefore, like if something goes wrong in that avenue, then mm-hmm. that means it's going to impact your effect. personal life yeah. and you know we speak about burnout a lot in in workplace because burnout again happens only due to chronic work related stress it doesn't happen just because you have a relationship issue mm-hmm. so then i think corporates government sector private sector university schools all should actually consider uh, of looking at uh, well-being in in that mm-hmm. manner Welcome to the Learning Curve by Snapark Global. Today I have with me Rasni Bandara. Rasni is a mental health care professional who has uh, experience working internationally and locally. She is an international consultant, a mental well-being consultant for the International Transport Federation. She is also a visiting lecturer at private and government universities. Rasni, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much Jashan for having me. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. Uh Rasni you are someone who's in the mental uh, health space you are a mental health care professional um a psychologist that has worked with numerous clients i'm sure over the years how um if i can start would you share with me your learning journey of how you arrived at this place of being a mental health care professional oh boy yeah. <laughs> it's going to take some time <laughs> so um i had my um primary secondary education at Visakha Vidyalaya uh, Jashan and i think that is where probably the initial foundation um you know was put to this career and i think it came in such a way that uh, during i was schooling i had to go through a lot of life circumstances um especially uh, my father uh, being ill my mother and my father and then losing my father and uh, over there i think i recovered from all of that because of a few individuals few teachers in my life very significant change makers and at the same time i would say friends so life second foundation was put through them and i think none of them uh, ever knew anything of psychology counseling but all of them had a very caring heart i would say uh since i was small knowing what a career is that i always want to become a gynecologist mm-hmm. but uh i failed my a levels uh, in in royal style i would say but uh, because of that uh i thought okay let me do something like biomedical science and that will someday open the avenue for me to get into medicine yeah. So to do that I went to Malaysia and over there psychology was a minor subject I had to take and my lecturer said you know Rasini you seems pretty natural at this so why don't you and so that's how pretty much everything started and as I was learning it I found that not only it gave me an understanding of others I think it gave me a massive understanding about myself I think a lot of self evaluation all those things I was able to make sense of a lot of things even I would say the grief that I was going through uh with related to my father's loss I was able to make sense with a lot of things and how people behave the way they behave and why people do the things that they do right. so I think it's been quite a rewarding journey I would say it was never an easy journey 
of course it has its own ups and downs i think even in the future but i think it's it's very rewarding for me yes right. thank you rasni for sharing uh, and i'm uh, you know really sorry to hear about the kind of journey that you had to take especially in the a levels it must have been uh, quite <laughs> hard um the conversation on mental health though um i'm sure uh, at the time going into psychology would have been uh, quite challenging especially because there wasn't a lot of room to have that kind of conversations on mental health back at the time um so if you could perhaps share uh, your thoughts on mental health today in sri lanka uh, and whether corporates should invest more in it is it important right so i mean touching on what you mentioned earlier jashan yeah. of course yes i would say um growing up mental health or talking about mental health or any conversation on mental health was a massive taboo and whenever people say psychology or something related to mental then you quickly link it to angodo mulleria yeah, hospital yeah. <laughs> you know that's where you're going to end up yeah. and it's such a shame to actually speak about it also and would always say that if you're going through something mentally then that means you know you lack personality right. uh, you don't you don't have uh, enough i would say a character mm-hmm. as an individual to deal with problems kind of and strength to exactly, go through yeah. of course yeah, yeah. and um, i would also say again like the point that you mentioned uh, why uh, it, whether it's important for corporates absolutely yes i'll tell you why not just for corporates but generally because mm-hmm. if you look at who and the definition of health according to who is your uh, physical well-being your mm-hmm. mental well-being and your social well-being okay so all these three things okay. has to be in a beautiful sync and mm-hmm. in harmony in order for an individual to be healthy you can't say physical health very important and the rest of the two you can just balance a right. bit no all three equally important because why if your relationships are messed up uh that's going to affect your physicality and your mentality right. so if you're physically unwell you're unable to be your 100% in any relationships that's at the true. same time mentally yeah. you're not in the right place yeah. Yeah. and it also says it's not merely an absence of an illness so not having an illness is not health Right, so all yeah. these three elements of well-being is highly essential so that is why yeah. i think from smaller days people should be empowered in a way of looking after all these three factors so when you say corporates uh, when you're working in a corporate setting that's your social well-being right. your colleagues your peers that's your social well-being mm-hmm. so therefore like if something goes wrong in that avenue then mm-hmm. that means it's going to impact really your affect. personal life yeah. and you know at the end of the day you know all the other factors and we speak about burnout a lot in in workplace because burnout again happens only due to chronic work related stress it doesn't happen just because you have a relationship issue mm-hmm. so then i think corporates government sector private sector university schools all should actually consider uh, of looking at uh, well being in in that mm-hmm. manner yes thank you for sharing um taking it sort of back to the corporate space uh, especially uh, about the challenges that maybe female counterparts would have in the workplace uh, what do you see uh, of the dynamic between kind of mental health challenges women face versus male face like is there a, a stark difference or is there something that can be done uh, to address this we are brought up in a very passive manner mm-hmm. we are passive learners we are passive listeners we are passive communicators yeah. but we were never taught to be assertive 
I think that is something we should have. Yeah. So whether you're a man or a woman, I think being assertive is highly essential. Wow, that's a really good point there. I think to note, even in our everyday, um, you know, actions that we take, how can we be more bold? How can we be more assertive? Practicing self-conscious, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I think when you when you bring in the element of emotional intelligence, it speaks about all of these things. How can you be sensitive also to someone and how to be assertive also? Yeah. How to be very respectful of someone's belief system and faith and mm-hmm. then still how to be very assertive and put your point across. I think this is something that we really, yeah. really need. Yeah. Um, so... I know uh, since I've known you uh, for a while, I know you like to travel and you've had these experiences, you know, going to different countries, uh, taking part in different conferences. Um, are there learnings that you have experienced abroad of by meeting people in different countries uh, that you carry with you? And that's something that you always look fondly on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say that something I realized is that, you know, the, the kind of audience that I get to meet in most case scenario are educators, um, oh, Jashan. Okay. And at the same time, you know, some of them uh, are like, you know, two, three PhD holders. Wow. But I've always, you know, realized, I think it establishes this one thing that my father used to always tell that, you know, the more you enrich yourself as a human being in terms of education or whatever, you become more humble as a person. Mm. So just like a paddy, when you en- it en- enriches, it bends. So this is wow. something I have seen with people. Right. And I have seen them like, because, you know, here I am like sometimes get stressed out trying to teach stress management. <laughs> Because of course, like I would say, every audience is quite intimidating. And I go in front of every audience being nervous. I think that helps me to work better. Uh, I work on myself better. Right. So then I've seen in situations, witness situations, whereas they have uh, stepped up and they wanted to comfort me and to say, you know what, you're doing a great <laughs> job. Why are you nervous? We all love you. And, and so it's so good to... Yeah. hear this also and i think they are very generous when it comes to compliments as well mm. so they really respect you as well mm. i think i've had one situation where uh, back in croatia uh, there was a doctor in psychology yeah. at the audience now she intimidated me because here i am i'm just uh, still barely got through with my msc and then you know i've yet to do my phd but there's a yeah. doctor so i was always uh, you know turning to her and asking her to have some input. And whereas, you know, she told me, you know, Rasini, you just mentioned a few times that Dr. Anna, Dr. Anna, yes, you know, yes, I know, I know, but I, I can't do what you're doing. Uh I won't be able to stand on my feet from morning to evening with the same energy and do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So I would say that, you know, that takes a lot for an individual to say. So I think that is something I carry with me. So no matter how bigger you get as an individual, not physically, (laughs) (laughs) but with a lot of other things. I think I have always thought that I'll maintain that humbleness. Always. And that humbleness to even learn from the smallest individual, learn from kids, learn from teenagers. I think I do that because I think that's how we we are also able to update ourselves as well. You know, when you're with these youngsters, you know, knowing BTS, whatever, all these things will come in handy, believe me, for all my work. I (laughs) mean, whenever I feel like, oh, I'm not finding the right kind of, uh, you know, I would say I'm not able to grab their pulse, I will throw some of these words and then there you go, connection Connection. done. So I think that is helping me a lot. And I would say, I think 
a lot of it should go to my parents of course mm-hmm. i think um, you know there are life lessons as you know taken me this far and i hope that it will do in the future as yeah. well but then with these individuals with people i meet then i've realized that i think that is something i think learning is something you should be open uh, at any point at any stage in your life mm-hmm. and at the same time be very humble to learn uh, as well as an individual thank you so much um i know sometimes when people think of failure uh they might look at that as a roadblock but you have you know done so much despite that initial hurdle that you experienced even doing your msc for example and building your own brand name you know in in the corporate world so what really drove you or like where did you find that strength to get to where you are i would say um jashan whatever that you do you have to be passionate about it right for me being around people was always something that was very passion i was very passionate about it right. i was always a people's person right. and i never wanted to restrict myself to a clinic mm-hmm. uh, i always wanted to be out there with mm-hmm. people and i think when i think it's a blessing that i've got <laughs> that i uh, you know get to follow that passion like pretty much every day so i think uh, I, i actually naturally get that petrol and the diesel to run the body <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so when yeah. i wake up in the morning it's not like you are taking a cow to slaughter uh, right. like <laughs> i know for a fact that some people you know they are like oh my god like thank yeah. god it's a friday, friday oh no yes. it's monday uh, yeah. attitude and i don't have it so i can go on for days yeah even without a rest and sometimes even my friends my kids also just ask me how do you keep going like because sometimes exactly, yeah. i lose rest i lose sleep and all that but still i'm on my feet and mm-hmm. i'm able to do that it's because of the fact that i love what i do i enjoy what it's i do yeah. and there's another factor to it it's it's more like you now it's something very connected to my heart that my parents were not there to see my success in life you know my father only saw my olive results my mother only my diploma graduation mm-hmm. but um i'm doing all of this i think that um i'm earning merits for them so in whenever i go in front of any audience i kind of visualize that they are with me right there and at the same time like when somebody tells me you know i'm i'm breathing today because of you i'm living today because mm-hmm. of you and you've given me a purpose you have given me that will power and i think it's more like it's my my way of earning merits for my parents i think through every client of mine through every audience i think mm-hmm. i keep them alive in me that's beautiful so that's that's also there so i have mm-hmm. a very that's a very small purpose but then i would say mm-hmm. that purpose keeps me going so yeah, yeah. that's that's really beautiful thank you for sharing that um uh, this is a question i kind of bring to um, different guests about the kind of mentors that you have experienced in your life uh someone or you could be a family member that has really uh taught you something that you you know still carry with you and if you'd like to share that with our audience i would say number one would be my mother and father and i think um i always tell this uh, especially when i go to schools that i'm i'm here today mm-hmm. because i had parents uh who not only celebrated my success but also celebrated my failures i remember getting 25 marks on mathematics and crying so much <laughs> at home my father took me out for dinner saying today we'll celebrate this wow. right to this moment 
and uh, I, I still remember that yeah. I, I i asked him you know why are you not scolding me and he said you know what's the point because you know if i scold you 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 will not study because you want to you mm-hmm. study because i want you to do it and i should never do something like that mm-hmm. so even even i think my mother always um, understood the pulse of kids and she was like you know do what you love to do and mm-hmm. no restrictions applied i think the the whole mindset of free thinking the whole mindset of respecting someone's personal space came from them uh, jashan wow. and i think then next i would say in my life the the mentors if i say i would say my my husband my partner who came to my life i would say um i'm again doing everything that i love doing it's also because of how healthy he is as an individual right that he has a very healthy mindset mm-hmm. that he respect the fact that uh i have a dream and it's okay for me to have a dream and he has a dream also mm-hmm. and his dream and my dream will not uh <laughs> you know collide right. at, at some point right. so not interfering each other's soul wow. is something that i think with us uh and then i would say my children uh i mean i'm taking a flight tomorrow uh and you know they are going to be uh, without parents for about a good 10 days because my husband is in another country at this moment and then they are the ones who empower me i would say you know they see the fact that my dream is not their dream so they like it <laughs> that you know i have not made their life a project for me mm. so that is again and i would also mention another very special individual that's auntie anoma perera uh she is the reason why i'm doing everything that i'm doing right now so she gave me that initial foundation right. at the same time i would say that support system constant blessings and even uh, again i would say that humbleness she always maintains and she and i always go to her because whenever i feel like you know i am struggling somewhere and the blessings and the love and the advices that's coming from her right. really i would say that has taken me a long way and i'll take one more minute and explain no, sure. one other individual yeah. so during the time that i was going through the most darkest period in my life um manel munasinghe miss my chemistry teacher and she is someone like i said who never knew anything of psychology plus the day i went to that chemistry class i realized that i'm not going to get through with chemistry right uh with or without life circumstances <laughs> yeah. this is not me subject yeah and i always tell her miss i have not learned anything out of you from you but if i'm standing today if i'm living and breathing and you're one of the biggest reasons so i always think of her with all love mm. and still her way towards mm. me has not changed so whenever i'm uh, you know i i achieve some sort of success in life i always reach out to these Even people that, yeah and then of course my my friends in my life mm-hmm. uh, who've been uh, such a support system and also i would mention one other name <laughs> uh, i would say my 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 beautician my my stylist my makeup artist right. plus she's a therapist wow. <laughs> uh and uh, anarchy and our domingo and she has transformed me as an individual I think a lot of love and respect should go to her as well. I think still I would consider she as one of the best psychologists I've met uh, in my life. Wow. And uh, I think yeah so so all these people mm-hmm. um my in-laws I think everybody I think all these people have 
had so much to play in my life. And I, I consider all of them as mentors in my life. It's a real beautiful picture of like just the support that you have that has brought you so far. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, I'd like to also maybe bring it back a little to the mental health discussion that we were having early on. For those watching at home or for those working in corporates, what's something that they can um, do practically to be more intentional about looking after their physical, uh, mental and social health? Yeah. I would say it's uh, not a crime to look after yourself. <laughs> Yeah. So don't feel guilty about it. I know that a lot of people are looking after so many others, uh, Jishan, yeah. that you have a lot of responsibilities. We have a lot of responsibilities, so many roles to play. We are role overloaded, actually. <laughs> but the thing is, admits of all of that, don't ignore yourself. Don't forget yourself. Uh, don't stop living. Mm. I would say work on yourself. Give yourself some me time. Uh, take 15 to 20 minutes. Go do a workout. All of these things are self-care. Um, eat right. Mm. And at the same time, you know, uh, learn about things. I mean, uh, expand your knowledge about things. I think uh, travel whenever possible. Mm. Uh, do things that brings a smile onto your face. I think in life, we will constantly be faced with stress. And that's absolutely okay because stress keeps us going as well. But at the same time, Rather than avoiding it, it's about managing it. Mm. It's about the right way of managing. And the right way of managing will have all of these things. Be emotionally very genuine. Be emotionally very genuine to the people around you. Very authentic. I think that will really help you. Be very vocal about your struggles. Have a transparency. I think even with your uh, people in your life, I would say especially parents don't try to be superheroes. It's okay yeah, that your kids get to know that sometimes you also fall apart mm. and that's okay. So they will also learn that someday, even if I fall apart, it's okay. Mm. And at the same time, I think if you're struggling, be open to your partner, your life partner, your friends. And if you seek help only, you will find help, find support. So I think uh, it's always, I mean, have conversations as much as possible. Leave aside communication, learn to have conversations. Mm. Uh, time to time, take a time away from devices also, because at the end of the day, uh, like I said, we are becoming a very high tech and a less touch society. Mm. We need a lot of touch and yeah. that touch is human touch. Humans, and yeah. in the future, the world is changing. So the world is no longer interested in people um, who has an honors degree or, a, or I would say this many years of experience, but they will see that whether are you emotionally intelligent as an individual, are you um, a resilient person? Or do you have the right kind of uh, character to yeah. face stress? Are you a team player? So the world is changing like this. So you get uh, adjusted to that mm. world. You, you accommodate to that world. Mm. You be adoptable to that world. I think, yeah, that's yeah. what I just want to share, Jashan. Um, thank you so much, Rasni. I'm really glad you brought the point of you in managing your stress and especially after the economic downturn. I think a lot of people are started neglecting that side of just managing their own emotional well-being. Uh, so I'm really glad. Uh, great tips here uh, that we can always incorporate into our own lifestyles um, just to leave things off and to wrap the conversation. Uh, if there's one thing that you can share with those watching, um, what would that be? <laughs> to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I would always say that um, 
looking after yourself your mental well-being your physical well-being your relationships is uh, actually something you should not be feeling guilty about uh, it's not uh, a way of being selfish i think it's uh, it's if we need something in life that's self love and self care so if you are someone who takes care of yourself then only you are able to take care of other people so therefore don't ignore that um therefore give yourself a little bit of time um i think um and at the same time i would say uh, another thing uh, jashan yeah. mostly because i deal with a lot of relationship issues and all these things uh, <laughs> nowadays i always tell this to people rather than trying to understand someone accept people um i think acceptance is something we need mm. more than uh, trying to exercise all our energy mm. uh into something because we never understand people so that will give you a lot of peace uh, in life so those two especially yes and on that note uh, we'd like to bring the conversation to an end rasni thank you so much for your time here today um, it's been an absolute pleasure just hearing uh, your insights from your world of uh, practice and also uh, from the people and experiences that you've uh, had uh, you can always uh, follow rasni bandara on linkedin i know she has uh, quite a presence there uh, feel free to join her there thank you to all those who join us and thank you once again rasni Thank you Jishan and also uh, the learning curve and uh, team Snap Park also yeah. for having it's uh, always a, a great uh, working equation with you guys yeah. so uh, thank you so much for having me thank you thanks a lot